Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chit Chats with Lonnie, Recruiter T Edition. And today I have a co-worker of mine um, named Josiah that works with me. And we're just going to have a chit chat. Um, I know a lot of you guys don't probably talk to your co-workers outside of work, but I have some pretty cool co-workers. Um, and so I we conversated a couple times and I was like, I would love to have you on the podcast. And here we are. So thank you, Josiah, for taking time out of your night, your busy schedule to chat with me. And I want to start off by asking, how you doing? How you feeling? How's your mental? What's going on? It's good. You know, we're we're holding it down. It's Friday Eve. That's the way I like to describe Thursdays. <laughs> that makes me feel better about the fact that it's just Thursday. But no, it's good. It's good. I'm excited to conversate. I don't know if you heard yourself say it. You said conversate, which I'm so here for. <laughs> chit chat. I'm so conver- here for. Converse, converse, you converse, know. Converse, conversate, <laughs> chit chat. We're going to do all that. No, really. Um, And so, as you know, this season is based around career, recruiting, talent acquisition, all that fun stuff that people love to get into. And so if you want, you can give like a quick background of, you know, who you are, what you do, high level. Um, If you want, if you want to go detail, I'm here for it. Uh, But yeah, I'm going to let you, you know, share with everybody who you are. Cool beans. So Josiah Owens here. I am uh, a Memphis native. Uh, I moved to Georgia about 10 years ago, went to Georgia State. Uh, Managerial sciences was my major. I had zero idea what I wanted to do. Um, Thought I was going to be an attorney. Thought I was going to go into marketing. And then I couldn't change my major anymore because I was at my max (laughs) three. So I ended up in managerial sciences and I had to figure it out and stay there. But it was honestly the best thing that happened to me because it led me to business and just gave me kind of that broad landscape of business. Uh, and so I've actually been in kind of the talent development HR space for the entirety of my career. Uh, started as an intern in uh, sourcing and procurement. I had zero interest in sourcing and procurement, uh, but <laughs> I had a pretty awesome experience with uh, my supervisor at the time, and he was really good at pulling my skills and my talents out of me and said, yo, I think you could really apply this stuff to how people learn and how we work. And that really ignited a passion in me to uh, lean into what it meant to help create a atmosphere where people could be successful, where people could learn, uh, and that the culture could thrive. And so that's where I've uh, got my start today. I'm a staffing manager with one of Atlanta's best consulting firms. Of so course. Excited of course. to be there. You already know. You already know. I mean, I think it's number one, but you know, that's that's just me. <laughs> but we're, we're uh, I've been there it's for okay. about Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. We can be. We can be. But uh I've I've enjoyed that experience. It's been about seven months there. Um, but definitely love lending a hand to helping our folks get staffed, doing cool projects and certainly elevating the employee experience from there too. And I might have a side hustle too. <laughs> just just a little just a little dip and dabble into a, a couple yeah. things i mean we and nothing's wrong to. with that no, nothing's wrong we with must. that <laughs> um and you are a new parent right yes yeah so that happened uh 
<laughs> that's a story. I don't know how how deep if you're ready for me ooh, to go there. Because, I, I want yeah, the story. Ooh. Like the story is always. I remember when you first told me, and no, I had read it on LinkedIn, and then we had synced up right after. That. I was like, "Can you just tell me the live story?" Because you had the baby, and so I was yeah. like, "Can you, I just want to know like the live story?" If your if your wife is okay with the live story, um. <laughs> listen, I know she would tell it in a more animated way than I will, but because you're not going to see my face, I'll just do my best. To paint the picture. Are we ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Y'all get y'all popcorn, okay. drink, whatever it is, because this yes, story is all like... the things. Get it. <laughs> all right. So let's go back in time. Let's go back in time. So boom. <laughs> we are in March. It's the 24th. And I'm leaving the office. I decided to go in that day. My wife and I had an appointment with our midwife at the time. We had planned a home birth. And so obviously that meant that we had planned to be home for all the things. We get to the appointment. Um, and actually, before we get to the appointment, my wife calls me and she's like, hey, my water may have broken, but I'm not sure. It didn't happen like it happens in the movies. So maybe it wasn't that. You know, maybe it was a little tinkle. Right. <laughs> and if so, you know, hey, it's okay. But immediately when I hear may have happened, I'm stressed. So I'm stressed the whole time going to the midwife. We get to the midwife. Midwife takes two looks and says, yep, your water broke. The baby is on the way. Y'all go home, pack a bag, get to the hospital. I had no idea that at that time, uh, from the time we learned that news until the time we got home, contractions would start. So that was about a 30-minute uh, lag. And then I threw everything but the dog into a bag because <laughs> we hadn't packed because the baby was three weeks early. And uh, we end up getting in the car about 35 minutes into the car ride. My wife lets out one of those push screams that I've, I've seen on TV because that's all I've had to go off of. And the next thing I hear is something hit the seat and I hear my daughter crying. In the back seat of the car on the side of I 75. <laughs> yeah. That was how my day after work went <laughs> when our daughter decided that she was ready to come on and uh, introduce herself to the world. So, needless to say, a month into a new role, I went on pat leave, which was <laughs> exciting and stressful and amazing and great all at the same time. But Honestly, she's she's changed our lives for the best. It's been amazing. She's the cutest little thing. Every time you post her, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need them. Um, <laughs> she's so cute. So, like, what has that been like being, you know, a new parent, starting a new full time job? Um, I feel like you were you were in school at the time um, yeah. as well, and then on top of that, you're married. So you got to, you know, yeah. keep your marriage spontaneous. I'm not married. I don't have kids. So I don't know how that works, <laughs> but <laughs> like, what has all, what was that like? What is it like? Uh, yeah. Like I'm curious. Yeah. So there are a lot of layers to unpack. If we did not have the community around us and I look at the community to include my job, our friend circle, parents, it probably would have been an even more stressful time. I think we were extremely fortunate 
to have had parents who dropped everything. Yeah. My parents are from out of state. Mom flew in the same night. She was here in three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, when she found out that the baby was on the way. And like I told you earlier, you know, the house was not ready yet because mm-hmm. we thought we had time. And uh, between her and another cousin who lived in Atlanta, um, they came and got the house together. So we came home to a ready house that was ready to receive us. Everything was disinfected and the nursery was put together. It was clean and ready to go. Uh, they did shifts to allow us to rest. Um, I had paternity leave, so I took a month there and was able to split it. So I actually had two months total and I did half back when my daughter was born. And that gave time to just be at home and just soak in this new role that I was stepping into. Um, We had friends who would drop off food and would come through and all of those things honestly eased us into parenthood. So my experience as uh, probably non-conventional as it was (laughs) to have a baby in the backseat of the car, it was easy leaning into that. And it was a graceful transition into parenthood. Like I could not have planned it perfectly besides maybe the the scare of (laughs) our daughter coming again in the back of the car. Yeah. (laughs) But it worked out. We saved a ton on hospital bills. So I appreciate that. (laughs) No, that that's, that's great that you have like that type of support system because not everybody has that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. especially like since your family's long distance, just to be able to, I call it a luxury when, when family can do things like that. Cause not everybody's fan has a, has family like that and B yeah. can just, you know, is they want to do that. You know, it's more yeah. so like, Hey, let's see what we can do. And we may or may not be there, you know, maybe tomorrow or the next day, but they were there like right then and there, like, what do y'all need? We got y'all. And I think that makes a difference in a lot of things when you have that type of love and support. Oh, absolutely. And I would say, I mean, I come from two parents who worked hard, were not rich by any means, um, and are still working to this day um, and continue to make sacrifices for each other and um, certainly for their family and have always lived a life of service. Uh, and I think the moment they found out that we were pregnant, they probably started planning around (laughs) retirement and how can we figure it out? My dad had not been on a plane in over 22 years. Oh my gosh. Wow. And the first time he got on a plane was when he came to visit, um, my daughter, you know? So I think that just goes to show the level of even sacrifice and change that Mm -hmm. you see parents make, um, which is funny in a way, because I'm like, no, where was this (laughs) when we were coming up? But either way, the the level of sacrifice and just they go nuts for grandchildren. Um, And then also when we moved or when I moved to Georgia, uh, it was strategic because I knew I had some extra family here. So I've been able to develop local community um, based on the church and the friends that we're uh, involved with and connected to here, but then also some of the relatives that we have here. So it feels like I'm like home away from home. So when my parents can't be here, there was somebody here that looked out and my wife's family isn't too far too. So it helped out for sure. 
No, that that's great. How was the transition back into work? Like, and yes. I know, like we work from home, and yeah. like how how has that been? So I think it's interesting because working from home, you live and work in the same place. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that I have a dedicated home office, um, I think it's it's been a bit of a transition when you add a baby to the mix. Um, because while I'm going back to, to my day job that has a cutoff time, my wife has a job that is 24-7 with no breaks. So finding uh, the time to be able to relieve her, to let her go eat, <laughs> let her go to the restroom or just give her five minutes of time, um, we would find time in between meetings or my daughter would join meetings. You find, especially if you uh, are in a virtual setting, people love babies too. Uh, yeah. So I might be feeding my daughter with a bottle on a call and we're, we're getting work done. We're being productive and you know we're doing what we have to do. And I'm, I'm fortunate because I think there are a lot of parents and certainly the pandemic has exposed that mm-hmm. because you get to see when you live and work at home, there are kids who also yeah. live at home, you know? And so I think the the barrier um, between uh, home has started to come down a bit <laughs> when you're at home with your kids and you have a sick kid and you need to look after them. You're not alone in that circumstance. So I've been fortunate to have coworkers who also have kids, who also understand um, and gave me the space to come back in and figure it out um, as I needed to. Not to mention the fact that when I came back, (laughs) my manager had changed. um, (laughs) The structure of the team had changed. It was a lot (laughs) even to come back to. So I kind of feel like I came back to a new job. Yeah. But even with that, um, looking back, I mean, the team could not have been more just gracious and thoughtful and, um, just welcoming of me back. You know, I'm actually wearing a hat. Obviously you can't see it, but one of the team members, they actually gave me a branded hat that says CBJ, which stands for car baby Josiah, which they've <laughs> affectionately started to call me because obviously we had a baby in the backseat of the car. And, uh, the fact that at that time we hadn't really built a relationship like that, but they went out of their way to get a custom hat made for me because they know I love hats. Um, just those little human touches yeah. made the difference to make this transition easier. Yeah. You know, so mental no, that That's one thing I do. Like I, it's different. Uh, we work for, and this is not, we're not, you know, advertising for the company we work for. Let's just throw that out there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> One thing I do enjoy is like that human aspect that our place of employment has. Like, uh, we'll be on teams meetings and kids may be in the background. People may holding yeah. be holding their kids. Kids may be playing. Um, people's dogs are in their laps. Cats are on keyboards. Like, <laughs> it's it's a you know what I'm talking about because that's just all. the company we work for. And it's like they don't forget that we are You're at human. home at a desk in our home and. 
st- life happens, stuff happens, things that you can't, you know, control sometimes happen. And I think that's what makes it easier to come back from maternity leave is like, you know, you have a team that is yeah. going to support you even when you're on the clock and you're in a team's meeting, like you said, and you're feeding your baby, but you're getting work done. Whereas right. some companies are like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's yeah. like, did you, did you forget yeah. that I'm breastfeeding or something like that? So, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's, it's wonderful along with the other perks that come with, you know, the, the company that we work for. Um, yeah. but no, that that's amazing that you had that experience. And, um, I, you're not the only person that I know that has had, you know, that experience. And when they come back and it feels like, you know, the whole team structure has changed new people yeah. on the team. People have left the team. A manager yeah. may be gone or they may have got promoted to another, you know, team. And yep. now it's like, okay, I'm learning processes. Cause you know, Things change every day. (laughs) So it's like, how are we doing it today? We didn't do it like that, you know, Uh a month Uh ago. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) no, I. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, how do you create um, a work and life balance? Since yeah, you brought up. I have to always talk about this. You brought up that we work, you know, from our homes, and it's like work and life. They kind of like they're always together in a way. Regardless if you shut that door, it's like I walk past this door. That's my office. So how do yeah. you do like that work and life balance? So like, what do you like to do outside of work to like, you know, separate those two? Yeah. What if I told you I'm still figuring it out and I will <laughs> probably spend the rest of my life figuring it out. I I, I don't want to use that as a scapegoat answer. So I'll, I'll give you something that's a little more. Put <laughs> if you didn't want to answer it, just say that then. I mean, that's a hard <laughs> question to answer when I think we're still figuring it out. But um Truly, I look for opportunities, one, to bring myself joy, uh, whether it's cooking. I love food. So a good meal, that's the quickest way for me to escape. Uh, In addition to that, obviously, I have a six-month-old who is very, very good at bringing me outside of work (laughs) because (laughs) when she wants what she wants, when she is hungry, she will let it be known. So um, in a way, um, my child forces me to say, you know what? I've got to get off my computer. Like I can't literally be typing and holding a bottle at the same time. So Mm -hmm. um, in doing that, and then obviously in also having a spouse who makes me prioritize, hey, uh, we need to make sure that you're in bed at a certain time or uh, it's been a while. Let's go out <laughs> for a change. We've been at home. We're both at home. Let's get out. You know, um, it's it's that type of stuff that helps me to stay focused on what's most important because while work is uh, – something that I do and that I take great pride and value in the most important thing is obviously time with my family, you know, and seeing my daughter grow up and knowing that these are precious moments that if I'm always behind the screen, I'll never get back. So finding opportunities to lean in there, spending time with friends, we're about to step into uh, the Thanksgiving season and we always do a big Friendsgiving. And so gearing up for that and, uh, doing DIY projects. I, I did another post on LinkedIn shortly after I came back and it was kind of a passion project that I did while I was on paternity leave. And 
those sorts of things where I get to be creative and just have fun. That is what helps me kind of balance the work uh, and life that we all deal with, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love that. Um, and I'm still figuring out too. So I was right there with you. Um, I feel like we're in different seasons, right? Yeah. And what may what you may be doing during one season may be totally different than what the next season Very. calls for. You may have to let go of things that were they were serving you at one point, and then yep. you you got into a new season, and it's like, <laughs> what is the point of this? It doesn't serve me anymore. Why? What's the purpose of this? <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm preaching. This is a word. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> and so I know we've had topic. We we've talked about um in our in our meetings. Well, I remember when I first met you, and um it was like one of those getting to know you, and we talked about yeah. these things, and you were telling me like I'm about to be a dad. I just got home. I just got married. Uh, all this like you were just going through so much, and yeah. um you had shared with me that you didn't know like what was next and you didn't know if you wanted to continue to, you know, go to school or yeah. what you, if you needed to let go of things, but you didn't, it didn't, you didn't know if it felt right or if it was the right decision. Um, yeah. And so, and then I share with you, like I, you know, took a break and probably honestly won't go back to school because yeah. during that time, that was the season I was in. I, I wanted more education. I wanted to learn more. I felt like I needed to learn more. And now I'm in the season where Yes, we love degrees, but I feel like it's it's exhausting. You know, it's yeah. like it's, at some point you're like, what am I really working towards? You know, I'm working yeah. to more education, but how is this going to help me in the future? What is this going to do yeah. for me? Do I need this right now or can this hold off? Um, yeah. So, yeah, if you want to share, you know, that and like, you know, what you were going through, if you feel comfortable, yeah. like what you were Absolutely. going through and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I feel like to set the stage for that, I have to give a little bit of backstory preschool. Um, so before I even came to the current organization that I'm at, uh, I felt like I was having a quarter life crisis. For those of you who were in that quarter life range, you know what a quarter life crisis is. And it's this time of life where you feel like, all right, I got to get my life together. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I need to figure my life out. Yeah, I don't know what that fully means or where that pressure comes from. It's probably all the social media, but either way, uh, I found myself having a quarter life crisis and feeling like if I'm not getting what I fully want at work, the obvious answer has got to be school. Because at the time, I was with a company that I really enjoyed and um, you know didn't feel like it was time to jump yet. But also felt like, well, I need to do my part, right, to fill my cup. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back to school and um, I can leverage certainly the work experience that I have and bring that back to the classroom. And then I can take what I learned uh, in the books and apply that in the industry that I'm in. So I thought it would have been a win-win. And at the time, we did not have a child. We were not pregnant. And uh, I decided to get in. And I was also a grad assistant at the time. And that was consuming several hours a week. I was doing class, but it was manageable. I was, I was making it happen. We were making it work. And then when we found out that we were expecting, uh, still managed to make it through. And then as we got towards the end of the pregnancy, I started to feel um, like, you know, 
am I really motivated by the right things? And this was actually before I even transitioned jobs. Um, I started to feel like I was going to burn myself out. And when I ended up transitioning jobs, some of the motivations for me going back to school shifted because it wasn't about making more money or getting a new title or uh, getting that experience because I was getting it real time with my job. <laughs> and so I was like, well, if, if I'm getting it here, am I going to school for going to school's sake? Yeah. You know, uh, or am I really getting something out of it? Can I fully lean in knowing that I'm going to have a baby coming soon and that might mean I'm up not only doing schoolwork, but up with a newborn and I'm traveling, going back and forth to class. And I started to really rethink it before we had the baby. And then certainly after the baby, it just, something went off in terms of what was most important to me and what I needed to prioritize. And I come from a long line of educators and people who have several degrees more degrees than a thermometer. My mother, who's <laughs> one of my heroes, she at 60, um, well, at 58 at the time, she went back and got her doctorate. So she's got, I think, a total of five degrees now. And I can guarantee you, if she could, she'd probably go back and get her law degree. For what <laughs> possesses her, I don't know. But needless <laughs> to say, knowing that I come from a family who loves to learn and loves school, there was a bit of kind of angst internally about, am I going to let my family down? Because no one has ever not finished. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know anyone who's gone to school and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to put a pause on it. Like, that is so unconventional. Like, everyone sees it through. My grandmother taught school for 54 years, and that was always her thing. And while education is so important and knowledge is absolutely important, I do think that the application is even more important. And regardless of where that knowledge comes from, can you apply it, right? Can you use it to actually create value? Can it help both you and help the world around you? And for me, after my semester ended, I said, you know what? I think I need to put a pause on this. Because it just feels like I'm going to go through the motions and I'm going to miss out on what I wanted this to be, which was really a growing and learning experience. And it's going to become a frustrating experience. And school is way too expensive. <laughs> it's way too taxing. Yep. Like this is way too much of a pivotal time also in my daughter's life that I don't want to spend it stressed, you know? Yeah. There's enough to stress about other than a class right now. And so I didn't know what was going to happen after doing that. Um, but I ended up doing it. And I think what was a defining moment for me that I made the right decision, I recently did a panel back at my university. And uh, afterwards, the dean came up to me and we actually met and um, exchanged pleasantries. And it was so interesting that we had a conversation, despite the fact that I had been a student there, I did my undergrad there, and 
we had a conversation with me not being a student there, you know? And it's, (laughs) it's so interesting how that conversation has sparked what I think will turn into future opportunities to partner with my university doing things that I really enjoy advocating and helping certainly students find their path and find their why and find their passion uh, without me necessarily having to be in the classroom in that same way. And that's where I know I add the value. So it's kind of full circle seeing that come, come into play. I know that was a long winded answer, but had to tell the <laughs> no, story. It was, it was great. And and I mean, you found your purpose in something else. Um, yeah. You can share your story. And I feel like a lot of times we do things and we think that that's going to help us get to the next step or that's going to somewhat, it's supposed to be the next step. Um, and I yeah. always tell people like, you don't, I feel really bad for saying this, but I always tell people that you don't need multiple degrees to be successful. Mm-hmm. You don't. I, I have one and it was in photography. It was in art. And I feel like I'm pretty dang successful. You know, I went back yeah. to school. I, I took six classes of my master's degree. That does not mean that I, you know, failed. I, I graduated with a mm-hmm. 4.0. And if I wanted to go back, I could go back with no problem. Um, yes, so, <laughs> and so, I mean, it's okay to let go of things. And I wish more people understood that it's okay yeah. to take a break. Um, it's okay to not follow, you know, in those same paths that yeah. maybe your family members did. It's okay. And I feel like a lot of people think that you will be frowned upon, you know, by your family members or they won't, they'll disown you or, you know, something like that. Like, and it's yeah. like, at the end of the day, you got to do what makes you happy because you can do all of these things. And before you know it, you're going to look up and time has just flown by. You know, like your head's down in so many other things and it's like, slow down. And and that's a whole (laughs) conversation within itself is like, we're, we're so used to the grind culture, like this millennial situation that we got going on, Gen Zers, whatever it is, like it's grind, money, keeping up with everybody else. When it's like, really, when do we have time to slow down and really think about things and sit on things like we're all like we don't ever have time to process things because we're always looking at the next thing why is that (laughs) like why can't we just soak up you know stuff why can't we just soak up that moment it's like kind of like you get a promotion right and but you're you're you can't even enjoy that promotion because we're looking at okay cool i'm here now what's the next step like yo (laughs) you asked for this promotion right you prayed about it here it is and now you don't even have time to like, you know, be thankful enjoy for it, it enjoy yeah. it, soak it up because you're looking at everything in front of you. Like you're always looking up. And it's like if people just learn to just sit down, sit down yeah. <laughs> yeah. and let things flow instead of rushing things or trying to keep up with things like life would be so much better. There's something that I heard once um, and it was one, what's for you is for you. And so we talked about obviously school and um, maybe feeling like you have to do X to get to Y versus Y coming to you because that's what's meant for you or you're meant for it, right? Um, So that's something that I've certainly learned through experience that everything one happens for a reason and that if it's for you, the job, the promotion the house, the car, the whatever it is, like it will happen. Mm-hmm. And I would rather it happen when it's supposed to happen. Because if mm-hmm. it happens too quickly, 
then it's it becomes a burden. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if I were to have received a promotion to this level a year out of school, I would have completely fumbled every piece of it. Yeah. I wouldn't have understood. Now, granted, you know, we, we want to grow and all the things and, you know, you find opportunities certainly to go where you're celebrated, not tolerated, and certainly get your bag and get what you're worth. <laughs> um, but I think also enjoying the process and the journey and being ready. Like, I want to make sure, at least at this stage of my life, that all the things that happen from the advancements and the promotions and just the new things that I do, that I'm ready for them and that they don't take, they truly add to my life, you know? Yeah. And and that, I love that piece that you said, like, sometimes we may receive things, but we're not ready for them. And now we're, yeah. we're struggling. It's because we forced something that wasn't meant to right. be yet. Um, and so I think just, like I said, like just enjoying the journey, yeah. <laughs> like, can we talk about that? Like just enjoying each block in the journey, like even enjoying yeah. the roadblocks that got you to where you're at, enjoying those moments that yeah. are rewarding, you know, taking time once again, just soaking up stuff. And I think we want to rush the, the journey or we, our journey, we're mad because our journey doesn't look like somebody else's. Right. That's their journey. <laughs> it's not supposed to look like theirs. Yep. Um, and so I think that's, that's one thing that I'm actually learning myself is to slow down. And just because it's not happening at this moment does not mean that it's not going to happen at all. Or it may not happen and something better may happen. Correct. Um, this or better. Believe it. <laughs> Everything happens better. for a reason, right? Absolutely. It was something to what you said around enjoying the journey. And I think for people who know and understand, like I'm, I'm fully persuaded and I wholeheartedly agree that in order for you to fully be present and to fully be grateful, you have to enjoy the journey and not force it. I am captain force everything. (laughs) I'm captain. I want this in this time, in this way, I'm a planner. So I love things to be very controlled. Um, But if we go back to even how my daughter entered the world and how I lost control that was, I think, the first and a series of events in my life where I was like, well, there goes control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all that I can do is my part. Yeah. All I can do is show up, be thankful, and continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to show up, prioritize what's most important, but trying to control every single piece of my life that that'll stress you out. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's enough stress. The bills. Trying to do God's bills work are stressful. is stressful because <laughs> we're not supposed to be doing it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> listen, listen, there's enough stress. I, I don't want to add to it by trying to control every single detail in that way, because I can't like, there's no way that I can, I would much rather focus on controlling the way that I show up, the way that I respond, the way that I treat other people, right? Who come into my space. Uh, If I'm keeping my word, if I'm trying to get better, 
Am I drinking my water? <laughs> am yeah, I working the water. out? Drinking the water. Like, am I working out? Like, that's a whole nother thing. I started CrossFit last week back again. So pray for my strength because <laughs> that's new as an, a parent trying to get back into that. But needless to say, like controlling things that actually add to me, you know, versus the things that I just really cannot control, you know? Yeah. Woo. Feel like I went to church today. We we didn't oh some God. deep stuff today. Like I mean, and, and that's good. And like that's yeah. what these conversations are for. And I highly recommend y'all if y'all need you know somebody to talk to at work, get a person that like that's not on your team and that's from a different org and that y'all like set up like chit chats or coffee chats or whatever you may do and just learn about them. Especially in this remote environment, um, it's hard to have that connection with people. Um, especially if you don't live in the same state. So I that highly part. recommend <laughs> meeting people. I remember I saw that you were hired and uh, I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this because it's the truth. But every yeah. time that a person of color, a black person, yeah. regardless a male, female, whatever it is, like I make sure to reach out because it's exciting to see people that look like you, especially in higher yeah. positions. You're like, Oh, my man's is a, is, is this or that is, and they're doing this, they're doing that. They're running this org, this, that. And it's exciting just to see people excel in their roles and, you know, come into different places and just learn because everybody has a journey. And so that's my thing is just learning about people. Like I would never know everything that you told me. Cause we've had some yeah. pretty deep conversations. I feel like, Theory. and <laughs> and it, it's like, you know, just being vulnerable. And I think that brings out like the human aspect of us is like, we're not robots. We go through stuff every day, but you would never know because you don't take time to get to know people. Um, and so I want to tell somebody, if you're listening to this, take time to get to know somebody. If you're not a social person, then don't be social. But <laughs> but if you want to learn your org or learn about somebody, go just reach out and just see how somebody's doing, you know, set up a coffee chat or chit chat and just talk. Like it doesn't have to be work related. Just talk about life. Cause, cause yep. there's a lot going on in life. Like <laughs> a ton. Facts. Facts. It's necessary. <laughs> Very much so. Um, well, I know it, we've been just talking and chit chatting. There's, there has to be a part two. I feel like, uh, we'll think of some you stuff. You know it. You know <laughs> it. I mean, we, we got to dig into a little entrepreneurship. Oh yeah. We, that's going to be a part two. So that's the part okay. two. Um, cause everybody's starting businesses and doing work outside of work to make them no, happy passion projects. Ooh. You got to do, you got to. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know. I, I work I mean, and then I clock I mean, out and then I watch, you know, ABC Family for the rest yeah, of the day. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> oh, I love it here. Oh. <laughs> but before I end this, what would be one? I'm going to ask you a two-part question. If okay. you could give advice to a first-time parent, Okay. What would you say? And then if you would give advice to somebody that's struggling to let something go, what would you say? Okay. First time parent. Hey, you. Listen in. <laughs> <laughs> you will be fine. You will figure it out. I don't know where it comes from, but it's there. It is like a magical thing that happens when you become a parent and you just know what to do. I think the biggest 
fear that I had was, will I be able to keep a tiny human alive? We've done it for six months. Congrats. Needless to say, right? Accomplishment there. But outside of that, um, it's instinctual and it'll, it'll kick into gear. You don't realize how much um, little sleep, rather, you can actually survive on. So you will actually surprise yourself as a parent with all you actually can do and what you will do for that tiny human. So in a nutshell, you'll be fine. And certainly if you're not already a part of an organization that helps to support that, find your tribe, find your community um, that will rally around you. And certainly if you've got an opportunity to take advantage of the benefits that your organization has, take them because those come in handy for sure. So as far as the career one, ask the question again for me. Dang, hold on, hold on. Let me roll back. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Would you tell somebody that is struggling to let something go or um, is struggling to enter into a new season? Like, what would you tell them? Yeah. I hate to sound cliche, but one, (laughs) you're not alone in that. Like everyone is struggling to let things go. Like it's easy to just say, let things go. But like there's action and like steps that you actually have to take to let it go, whether it's shutting the computer or saying no, like that's a big deal (laughs) to me as someone who certainly likes to show up and make sure everybody's good. Like for me, part of letting it go is also letting go of giving my time away too much, you know? So honestly, no, that first you are not by yourself Two, on the other side of letting that thing go is something much greater. Yeah. So I've never seen where someone let something go and the thing came as a result of letting something go, not be a million times better. Yeah. My wife has always said this phrase, well, it's either this or better. So whether it's a job, a relationship, whatever it is, a career, a school you're trying to get into, this or better. And it honestly could mean it's better for your mental health, better bags, better support, whatever it is, I think that on the other side of letting it go is nothing but better. So while it doesn't maybe ease the fact that letting it go is hard, hopefully it reassures you at the fact that on the other side of letting it go is something that is always better than what you had before, if that makes sense. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure that your next move is your best move. Don't settle. I want to add to that. Don't Hello? settle. Hello? Like, don't don't try and rush into something dare. that may not be before you. Because I had an old manager, and they told me that the grass may not be greener on the other side. The grass is the that same is on both sides. Grass it's just grass. pick what's in the grass. Right. <laughs> do you want snakes or do you want ants? Which one do you want? Because the grass pick. is. You know, do you want fake grass, grass or real grass? Grass, <laughs> grass, grass, grass is going to grass. <laughs> Listen. 
<laughs> I prefer grass. I don't have to water. But uh, <laughs> you know, I, I just moved, and it's it's a lot of grass out there. And yeah, I get it. Watering is it's it's not for the faint of heart. We love it here, adulting. <laughs> love it here. <laughs> well, thank you for your time, taking time from your family to chit chat with me. Um, and like I said, we gotta do a part two about entrepreneurship for and sure. all of that fun stuff while working the nine to five. That's always my favorite question. Hey, it's it's how, how do you do it working nine to five? But we'll get into that. Um <laughs> snacky snack, snack, snack. <laughs> right. That might be something that like, you might just need to listen to while you're on a walk or something. Uh, Um, (laughs) but thank you again Josiah it was great talking to you catching up to you for those that are listening thank you for listening to the show today remember to rate subscribe review also please feel free to share with your network because we love to grow our community we want people to hear these things somebody needs to hear this Um, so share make sure you share it um, get the word out and until next time and the music today is by Houston rapper Sean Always twisting, rarely sipping. While my stuff the cone, don't really like drugs in my system. That's something with the strong, and if I'm with the strong, you know I'm in my zone. I'll call my phone, I'll fuck around, and he's trying to take my throne.